0: This boy and girl are going to be well-equipped when the time comes to take their
1: places as worthy members of adult society.
0: Aloha, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers in the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. All All right, we're recording. I have a Breaking Normal guest on the show. He's also another new roommate, Stephen Cowan, uh, founder of Beyond Microgreens. yes. And I just want to take a note that he, this is probably close to my 100th interview. And he's doing something breaking normal that I've never seen before. You have one ear in and one ear out of the headset. It just feels more natural for me. Most people, when they, after the hour or so, they take off the headset and they're like, oh my goodness. And they usually want to buy the headset afterwards.
1: Oh, okay. Um, These are nice. I would love to uh, replicate this setup.
0: Yeah, I might have to get an affiliate link for that a good and idea. actually figure out how to replicate it. Cause it was not simple. This was surprisingly complex.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. You can do an Amazon, like an affiliate and just have all the links and.
0: Oh, all together in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have about a hundred podcast guests. They're probably interested in those. So that's anyways, side note, let's talk about what, uh, this is, I'm going to talk about my most exciting sponsorship for the Breaking Normal podcast thus far, and it is my new product, uh, Tribe Vitamins, new brand of Tribe Vitamins. The product is actually bison liver from 100% grass-finished bison, and that is a very rare Breaking Normal product. There's one other product that I know of on the market made from buffalo liver, but they, they are using grain-finished bison. And from my understanding, 93% of the farmers and ranchers and brokers that are left for the half a million bison that are left on the lands of the world or less, maybe like 400,000, 93% or so are grain finished. So I am definitely scratching a unique breaking normal uh, itch niche with this process. And I have a Kickstarter that concludes 11-11, all or none. So, um, Stephen, do you want to contribute to that Kickstarter? I'd love to. Would you like to get a bottle, potentially? Yeah, get a bottle right now. All right, so there is a way to get a bottle. There even a way you can just donate a dollar. Allegedly for the Kickstarter Can I I get
1: a bottle and donate a dollar? I wonder. That's a good question. Because I would do both right now. (laughs) Well, your phone is now available, and it wasn't
0: before, but I don't want to distract you, but I I believe you. Um, I have, I guess, about a month at this point of this recording to raise about $13,000 because it's an all or none. Um, campaign. So that's exciting. Um, and and I, I feel like it's what is going to, it's kind of, I'm walking through the fire of this initiation of getting into the dietary subli- supplement industry, which I've never been in, but I decided to really marinate on like, what, do, what product doesn't exist that I really think I would benefit from and others would benefit from, and it's this one. So I'm stoked about it. And I'm stoked to be sitting next to someone that's already in the industry with your own product, it's arguably also no other product like this. Is that correct? correct. Yep. Can you explain what Beyond Microgreens is real quick? Because yeah. if you're on the Instagram live right now, you could probably see a beautiful display of three different uh, products here with beautiful labels. I, lo- I love the whole – I've been using them, and I'm drinking them currently right now. What is this? What is this I'm drinking? And um, there's also added ingredients, uh, a mushroom ingredient that I would love to talk to you about as well. Sure. But – Let's start with the Beyond Microgreens.
1: So microgreens are a phase in the plant's life when it's most concentrated in all the good things, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, antioxidants. We grow them all organically here, and then we freeze dry them. When you freeze dry something, just like what you're doing with your bison liver, you retain about 97% of the good stuff in it, while extending the shelf life up to 20 years depending on how you store it
0: well i see this cool logo is that your this nasa looking guy beyond microgreens this is just a fun logo but yeah but so this is freeze drying is what nasa does correct exactly okay cool yep and there's quite a synchronicity here as many of y'all know they've watched the breaking rule or listened to the breaking normal podcast um the schedule is synchronicity mm-hmm. and Stephen just moved into the house up here and yep. we had met before on purpose. And then we had met, then we realized we had met even before that when I was in Colorado running the Breckenridge tribe design. And I'm excited to put some of these synchronicities together and and see what other ones emerge. But one significant one was that once I went through the whole uh, literal hunt for grass finished bison liver suppliers, which is very few. I mean, I'm just going to give a shout out. Hey, if anyone's looking out or, uh, some bison. You know, even one of your friends was looking to buy some bison, I, or someone for bone broth. Yeah, for bone broth, and they and they use who do they use? Because that's a 100% grass finished. I, I forget. All I right.
1: sent it to you,
0: man. All right, and the ones that I'm probably going to start with is the Wild Idea Buffalo Company in South Dakota, that borders an indigenous reservation, and they do a, a stress field harvest stress free field harvest where they actually instead of taking the bison to a USDA processing plant so many like
1: putting them on a truck and transporting them all crammed together like what the heck's going on exactly and that doesn't work for bison like it does for cows mm.
0: um, and allegedly I even learned this through the process when a cow or another animal that is being killed at a USDA inspected facility if they take one more more than one shot to kill the animal they have to like shut down the plant for a little bit or there's like, they have to report that and that could get them shut down for a little bit. Hmm. And allegedly it's not nearly as easy, easy to kill a bison with one shot like that. than when they're freaking out already Um, compared to someone hunting them down with a, that's a a marksman. And actually I think uh, a few companies I've talked to, I think that's like one of the companies that owner actually does this. They kill every bison.
1: I'm surprised they have any rules at all. It seems like the wild west and the meat industry.
0: Yeah, well, for the cows, yeah, for cows, pigs, um, the normal foods, chickens, mm-hmm. yes, it's pretty regulated. Um, and anywho, I've learned so much about this. I, I'm so fascinated by this, and I'm, while I'm here with you, I want to, I, I, I'm so fascinated by what you're doing. Um, and to me, when I eat meat, I like to eat greens with it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so let's break this down for a moment. You said this is when they're at the most nutritious state. Mm-hmm. What, can you expound upon that?
1: So there's phases in a plant's life. Phase one is sprouts. That's what most people are familiar with. That's about two to four days old. Phase two is microgreens, about 10 to 14 days old. At that 10 to 14 day mark is when the plant is most concentrated in all the good things, the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, antioxidants, enzymes, different medicinal compounds. And it goes through photosynthesis. So there's photonutrients, there's chlorophyll. Our studies show it could be up to 10 times more potent than a sprout. And so we grow them all organically here. We are using only broccoli today because there's unique compounds that we're after in that. And then we freeze dry it again, retaining about 97% of the good things in it, all that stuff. And this is a, I'm interested in this step. So do you cut them and then
0: freeze dry them? Yep. Same
1: day we harvest them. That's pretty, to me
0: that's pretty important because I remember a, a specific book, healthy at 100 from John Robbins. Have you heard of this? No. He studied the blue zone cultures and he studied some of their plant eating habits. And one of the most like, well-studied ones for longevity, they won't even eat plants that are not freshly picked. That's like a taboo for them. So I I do believe in the same way that I understand like when sardines are canned, it's pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. That If you were going to put a plant into a freeze dryer, it's quite important that it was picked freshly. And that's pretty cool that you're doing that.
1: Same day. What we understand is possibly 15 to 20% of the nutrients are lost that first day. So it's a huge, huge loss. And a lot of the produce that we eat at the grocery store is um, several weeks old, potentially. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I my, One of my favorite things to do is go to the local farm here, pick the greens, and then juice them that day or the next day. And I felt like I was probably getting something similar to a dose of what I would get from microgreens here, the beyond microgreens. So the, all right, so you freeze dry them, and they're only working with
1: broccoli microgreens? Only broccoli right now. We're testing several other ones, but only broccoli today because there's unique compounds in it that we're after. Glucoraphanin and myrosinase that, when combined, that are most concentrated in the broccoli microgreens, create sulforaphane, a very powerful antioxidant that activates the NRF2 pathway that basically allows you to start producing your own antioxidants. That's important because antioxidants counteract free radicals. Free radicals are what we're getting bombarded with all over the place by technology, stress, um, pollution, and the antioxidants when paired with the free radicals, they both just disappear. Okay. So then you freeze your, um, and, then, and then you
0: serve them in these cups. I mean, you have like different flavors. So you add different things to them basically.
1: Yep. We have uh, four different teas. Okay. We have, they all serve a function recovery, relax, energize, and focus. They're all organic. And then our newest product is just straight freeze-dried broccoli microgreens that you can add to any meal, like a seasoning. Okay. Add it to your soup
0: salad. Do you blend it up or do you just keep them in the, the form? However you are, like. Uh, okay, but I'm saying if someone buys them, they come like, just like they, they, oh, they yeah. are in here, and then people could blend them. To
1: I like it this way because it shows more transparency. You see exactly what you're getting, opposed to a powder. What's in that powder?
0: That's awesome. And when you, said, when you said you're the only one, Davina is demanding my attention. Davina, I'm going to get you in one second. I think I know what's
1: happening. And maybe you can pause on this question. So Daniel creates a very unique uh, popcorn for his daughter, Davina. And I think he puts spirulina on it. He does. And Davina just came running in with spearling all over her face and hands in a frantic way. I'm not sure what just happened, but she it, it was an emer- there's an emergency happening in her world right now. And <laughs> and that's awesome. Um Daniel is a really good dad. It's fun to be in this house and see him uh, interact with Davina. He gives full 100% attention to her when she's around and um yeah, I was just saying that uh that you're a great dad. It's fun to watch you as a as a dad.
0: Maybe we won't edit that part out <laughs> and I'll get to listen to it myself. <laughs> Good. So we were with the uh just the microgreens and the ways to consume them. I think they're awesome. I like having them in this tea for sure. And then we mentioned another mushroom um you were you were facilitating a a mm-hmm. ceremony of sorts with fun guys today. Mm-hmm. Is that
1: correct? That's right.
0: Well, what so what's your history and interest and belief Around uh, fungi and and or specifically psilocybin, but other ones you want to mention as well? I'm sure. happy to hear because I definitely not only am I drinking this potion that you made, but um, I am also pairing it with like uh, supplements of other mushrooms, like shi- uh, shiitake, reishi.
1: It pairs very well lion's mane. And I Those think lion's two mane like is that one
0: and cordyceps, I think, are on that one. Oh, nice. Yeah. So anyway, what, what, what do you got to say about the fun guys that are our, our friends known as fun guy?
1: Well, I grew up very conservative Christian in Chicago, and I'm 34 today and did not have my first uh, psychedelic experience until I was 30. Alcohol is totally good in the conservative Christian world. Everything else not okay. I didn't even have cannabis until like four years ago. And so I, my background is in software sales. I sold software for 10 years and was really good at it and took me all over the country, all over the world. And yet I didn't feel like I was um, helping people as much as I could be. So I booked a one-way ticket down to Peru, Quito's Peru, the largest city in the world, not accessible by road in the heart of the Amazon jungle, surrounded by 150,000 different plants and animals. And I started to study under some of the indigenous people down there and being guided through the jungle and seeing that world through their eyes, where they would see life, death, food, medicine, shelter. I was completely illiterate, saw saw nothing, and thought back to the parks that I grew up around in Chicago that had one or two dozen plants. I'm like, I don't know what any of these plants are, let alone what they do, and I then had a, an epiphany that this is probably most of our Western culture. We're very disconnected from nature, very disconnected from plants, so, I decided to go deeper, and that's when I had my first uh, ayahuasca ceremony. Was
0: that in the Kidos as well? Yep, in the yeah, I didn't know that. That's a great statistic that it's the
1: largest city? That... In, in the world, not accessible by road. And largest meaning population-wise? Correct. or Oh, wow. Yep. You could Only way to get there is on the Amazon River, which is like a very snaky river, or by plane. Snaky, literally in
0: metaphorically. Yes, yep. <laughs> Yeah, I was in Peru, and we went up and down, like from the north coast all the way down to Cusco and Machu Picchu. But we, I didn't even think about going to the probably because we would probably just had to fly there. Yeah, and uh, we drove a lot. We drove a lot in the north coast of Peru, which I don't recommend. To oh yeah, pretty what's much that anyone. like? Mountains? <laughs> Unless you're a surfer, no. Oh, no, like yeah, epic, sketchy, dirty, beautiful beaches with great waves.
1: Oh, nice. And, I had no idea.
0: Yeah, and gnarly. It's just like, oh, they're like the longest uh, wave that goes left in the world is in north Peru. Chicama, beautiful. But it's, I mean, a lot of cocaine. I've never been around so much cocaine. I've never done cocaine. Neither have I. I've done a lot of coca leaf when I was in Peru, like yep. chewing on, I love. did you use mm-hmm. coca leaf? What did you yeah. think about that one? Man, I thought it
1: was like chugging a bunch of coke, <laughs> like Pepsi. Oh, oh, like, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you felt that, yeah, okay, I cool. did. but but
0: not but like didn't you feel better than if you had chugged your butt? Okay, it, but okay, you're saying you got the stimulation of chugging a bunch of coke, but not the same
1: uh, after like uh, soda
0: pop, N- yeah, but you I'm know.
1: saying you would if you chug two liters of coca cola, you would feel like crap when it, yeah, you? you would, but like the the any benefit that you get from that, that stimulation, well, it's interesting
0: you say coke because my understand is understanding is c- the coca leaf, the herb is illegal in the united states right other than from the coca-cola corporation
1: and do they still use it in their product
0: i don't think so okay but at one point i think they did
1: it'd be very popular in colorado because it's great for altitude sickness
0: uh, Cocoa was one of my favorite herbs i've ever used and it's, a, it's to me it's just ridiculous that in my opinion <laughs> the the rules are what, like all these crazy ass litigation and rules and politics and laws around that plant. Many plants. is not Yeah, many plants. It's not only what's perpetuating the drug war, but it's actually making it pretty challenging to get coca leaf in my life. Mm. And I'm not, I don't like that, because I'd rather have coca leaf. <laughs> Just like I buy mate or
1: coffee, I would yeah, like right. to have
0: coca leaf on the shelves as well.
1: Yeah, I'd like to decide for myself if, if I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great herb. Kratom. It kind
0: of reminds me of kratom, but kratom's even less regulated. Have you ever used kratom or kratom? I have. I, I think for pain... Yeah, it's a leaf too that has amazing amazingly powerful like ph- pharmaceutical benefits that's just so messed up because in my opinion at the root because of the pharmaceutical industry. I think any herb that uh, that competes too much with big pharmaceutical sales is going to have a lot of taboo around it.
1: We're seeing that with CBD right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's been under that. prohibition for 80 years and now just coming into the world and there's no regulation and half the CBD out there is just garbage. Yeah, it's a pretty wild world. I'm happy you're studying it. So, um what was
0: your how what happened in that first ceremony in Peru or whatever that may have got you led you to the rabbit trail of today?
1: Yeah, so like any good shaman, they'll give you a handshake before going full in. So I just had a about a quarter dose and it gave me full clarity into this is medicine and these people serving it are guides and, and and healers and I just felt completely at ease. And
0: let's take a step back to that handshake metaphor. What do you mm-hmm. mean by that?
1: Just like a light, just like, hey, nice to meet you uh, instead of I'm jumping into bed uh, with the medicine. And you're and saying I'm any d-
0: good shaman would catalyze yeah. that type of connection first? Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, I'm, I have the, a very similar belief. When I, Even when I have, let's just played shaman for people to smoke ganja especially if it was their first time i I'll, i go into a mode where i'm like i'm like coaching them along to just keep don't no, don't do anymore don't do any don't right. do any more just keep right. and so i totally just wanted to take a step back i think some people get exposed to a variety of plants and such an absurd absurd such an absurd introduction like the first i can't imagine the first time smo- someone smoking weed is like a young teenage college girl at a fraternity where she's being preyed on by so many sketchy predators. And then she takes like a huge bong rip and, and like their den or their lair. I'm like, what an awful introduction to ganja. Yeah. So I just wanted to. Too think. much of
1: anything no, is a bad, bad time.
0: Low and slow. I like the metaphor of the hands. So you, so you had a small dosage to mm-hmm. say hello. Yep. And then you got, and then, yeah, tell me more. What, what happened from there? So it
1: was a week long retreat. And so that was on a Monday. And then Tuesday off and wednesday second sitting with it and that was a full dose and it was a lot more intense it was uh, as if you and i are listening to one radio station right now and all of a sudden the full spectrum every single radio station was coming in all at once and i was like whoa who would ever enjoy this this is way too much in my mind i'm like uh, am i stuck this way is this my life forever now this is like so much and when the shamans came over and started to work um just worked the energy in me. I guess there was like a blockage between my head and my heart. And it was just like, it was just so intense. I was on my hands and knees in like the sprinter position feeling connected to everything. I could feel my energy going into the trees outside of the jungle and the people around me. And when I opened my eyes, it looked like I was in the matrix, just like the, that green code coming down It's pitch black jungle. And yet I could see everybody like it was the matrix. He did that energy work. And then all of a sudden it was like a curtain just dropped. All, all of that intenseness gone instantly. And I was looking at the, like out at the solar system, out at stars, and different stars were shining brighter than other ones, and they were symbolizing different people. And I was realizing why I was attracted to different uh, different people, to like how bright those stars were, were shining. At the time, I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss, and those were stars in my, Constellation that were shining really bright. I'm like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to shine really bright. And then it uh, took me like a deck of cards through every relationship, current and past, and it helped me uh, give clarity into why different people were thinking different things. Why, you know, I love my parents. I'm very close with my family, and why they think some of the things I do. I could see all the connections into uh, religion and Christianity that's kind of guided their thinking. Why? past romantic relationships didn't work out and what was going, were were things just kind of separated? So I just had full clarity into basically every relationship in my life. Wow.
0: What an experience. I mean, that sounds like a pretty, really, I'm I'm especially interested in the shift, like the immediate, the quantum shift that almost seemed to take place with the shaman that did the energy work as you described Mm it. Yeah. I mean, I always talk to one of my friends today, he's experiencing, actually a previous podcast guest, and he's been experiencing vertigo symptoms for the last two weeks or something, or last month, mm. and I it immediately brought me back to when I was experiencing that, and I was like, did you have like a significant spiritual experience potentially mm. um, leading up to this, or is, this, is that what set it off maybe, and sure enough, yeah, he did, mm. and I remember when I was I was going through an experience where I thought like I couldn't lay on my back I was like panicking and like there was energy shattering through my hips and like church windows like pain glass windows breaking and like I told Deanna before it even happened like I knew where the closest hospital was because I knew something was up I was like I'm gonna go lay down, but this is where the closest hospital is and uh Sure enough like she had to like get on my hips I was going out of control and then I got on my stomach like a snake And then she did some energy work, I guess is what she would describe it as. And then I, like, saw, like, Jesus and a snake in harmony. And, like, everything just And it went from, like, complete, like, panic and just like, oh, my God. Like, I was so surrendered. I just felt like I was becoming a snake. And I was like, I just can't stop. The gyration of my hips couldn't stop. And what caused this? Oh, I did more breath work than I've ever done that day. Um... I was, doing, I was facilitating a mastermind. But now I'm telling you this in retrospect. I was facilitating a mastermind where there was potentially some people involved in it in like my real life and in the mastermind where there was uh, a lot of deception taking place around me, around like without me knowing about it consciously. And then like right after that mastermind call ended, I, I, wasn't, I won't be clear, I wasn't conscious. And this is what I was telling my friend. Of. I actually told... I, Yeah, I asked my friend a lot of personal questions because what he was telling me was bringing up a lot of personal stuff for me. I was like, man, now that I look back on it, yeah, there was some weird stuff going on around me in my personal life. And then I had cannabis, I think, mixed. You know, I was probably drinking and smoking a little bit, just like small amounts like I typically would do. (laughs) Read Breaking Normal if you want to learn more about that. And in the evening, in the evening, I do that. I'm not recommending that. Definitely read Breaking Normal about that. And then, um, boom, it all just... Just, I just knew, I just knew something. My body was about to go through something extremely powerful. And I laid myself in bed and it all culminated in me getting on my stomach like a snake and seeing Jesus and one snake in harmony, like in peace together. And then having vertigo for like two weeks afterwards. Like I was, I was about to get a CAT scan at one point. And that was, that's why I was highly encouraging my friend to check out an acupuncturist, specifically one in Ensenina's named Talia. Um, she just seemed like she just knew like to do. Hmm. The right acupuncture and the right Chinese herbs. And I just felt like, I was like, oh,
1: okay. You were back in balance. Yeah.
0: But there was like a two-week period where I was just like, I would like turn my head and I'm like, what the, I'm... St- like, where's my consciousness? It's like not catching up with my body.
1: And what herbs do they give you? Would they? I don't even know. That's why I was like, you
0: gotta call Talia. <laughs> that's why I was telling my friend, you gotta call Talia. <laughs> Anyways, so someone's affirming that they had. A, I actually have a whole YouTube video link. If anyone wants to know about that, I could probably send you the link where I like break down the whole experience. So, like from a Western perspective, if my mom or dad saw that, they would be like, "This kid's having a panic attack or something. Like he needs to go to the hospital." <laughs> yeah. If, uh, we need to pr- pump him full of pills. Yeah, from my perspective, I was like, I don't know if it's that or if I'm like, is this what Kundalini, is this like, because I've heard a lot of Kundalini stories, I've heard a lot of I've that, like, that things. I've had that happen to me blown right out of my head and yeah. pass out tell me about that because since we're talking about it I would, and
1: other people are talking to me about it I would like to know what your experience around that was well it was all day working it was my first actually production run of micro tea and it was uh, a friend was helping me and we had a machine that I was running through and putting all the labels on and I hadn't eaten or drank all day get back to his house it's 4:20, and um He's he's doing he's like a magician uh, a a like a black belt ninja type guy and he's got this staff and he's doing this staff stuff and I'm um, smoking a little bit and I'm like whoa I'm getting lightheaded and he's like stand up bad advice if somebody's getting lightheaded do not tell them to stand up <laughs> tell them to sit down tell them to lay down and the lights went out and I fell backwards hit my head on the corner of a table and then hit my head on concrete concussion, knocked out, and my head's between this post and the table, and my friend comes over, he's like, you were out for a minute or two, he thought I broke my neck, and rushed me to the emergency room, and they did all these CAT scans, and did all these tests, and ended up billing $20,000 bill, luckily I didn't have to cover any of it, a lot of back and forth, but they were gonna try and stick me with 10,000. What they were doing is, they kept bringing doctors in the room, they're like, oh, let's bring another doctor in, no consent, and like every doctor was like five grand, that they just added on the bill. I was like, this is nuts. And uh, he said that it looked like my kundalini. Is that right? Like just blew out of the top of my head. And luckily, he's the kind of person that could see that or recognize that. And I'm like, oh, wow. And, and that was just after
0: like smoking on an empty stomach? Yep. After and day? very
1: dehydrated. Okay, and wow. drank water. Had worked hard all day. and drank anything all day. I think I was in this big shift, you know, first production and run. stand-up thing.
0: That that was interesting because was I uh, I've done you know how you see me doing breath work I've been mm-hmm. doing breath like work every almost every morning for like almost like probably like seven hundred out of the last eight hundred days oh. if I had to guess and I once tried to do it with pull ups like one time I, I usually do it with push ups like after I do my third set it's very similar to like the Wim Hof slash what like Laird and Ga- Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese do with their XPT life and so many people do. And so instead of doing push-ups when I was in the state, I tried to do pull-ups. Right away, just head hit the ground. Deanna's looking at me. All I remember is, like, Deanna's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I had realized I just, like, passed out.
1: I passed out once on breath work. I was was at a Tony Robbins event, and he brought Wim Hof on stage. (laughs) And Wim Hof was such a hit that they had to pull him off stage. He was, like, upstaging uh, Tony Robbins. It was nuts. Which one was this at? Where was this at? What event? It was anyway. San Jose. There was like 20,000 people at the Shark Stadium. And what's what's the power to unleash or whatever well, the... Unleash the power within yeah. maybe? Yep. Unleash the power within that It one. was a show. It was awesome. But, but Wim Hof was upstaging, I guess, Tony. And so afterwards, me and my buddy flew out there from Chicago and... I was staying at a friend's house who had a pool and a hot tub. And we're like, let's do without really, they pulled Wim Hof off stage too fast. We didn't really know the best way to do it. We're like, we're just going to try to, we're going to do the breath work in the hot tub. And then we're going to jump in this cold pool. And as soon as I did, as soon as my foot touched the cold pool, the lights went out. Luckily, my friend was there and he was stronger in that way, I guess. And he was able to jump in. He didn't black out, but he had to save me from drowning.
0: Wow, I cannot believe like that story connects to like Tony Robbins and Wim Hof. <laughs> I've had Tony Robbins like spit in my face for sure, <laughs> and I've definitely had uh, like on stage, and I was like, and I've met Wim. Uh, that is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. There's certain things that are important to know about that breath work, and one of them is to stay close to the ground. In a safe space.
1: And not be near water. Oh,
0: definitely not. Walk near the drummer. You, you always, anytime anyone's ever, I mean, I recommend any kind of an extreme swimming to always have a partner, but especially if you're doing breath holds in water, you got to have someone watching. Someone that's not doing breath holds. Yeah. Someone like maybe if someone was going to take it, that, well, this is an arguable, like this the, the, for the need of a shaman, for instance, in a way.
1: Yeah. A babysitter. Who's talking? Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought the was only in the house. That's the that's the benefit of having one year out. <laughs> yeah. She's talking to somebody.
0: You might be talking to one of her friends. Okay.
1: That we don't see.
0: Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe in fairies? Um. Yeah, I believe in them. I
1: haven't experienced
0: them. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know what you were saying about me being as a dad. Do you intend on
1: being a dad? Yeah, I'd love to be a dad.
0: They're talking about medicine. Yeah. Dad, man, becoming a dad. For some, for one thing, I know, I can hear things and like. I've sometimes, Davina was like almost about to have something happen physically to her and somehow I got to her so quick yeah. that I'm like, how did
1: that, what just happened? I yeah. don't even
0: know how I got there that
1: fast before she fell or whatever it was. You are very conscious of what she's doing. You and I can be in conversation and really though, like 90% of your attention is, is on her. Mm-hmm. Well, here she is. Davina, if you want to be on a little video, she's been on, she has a, she'll be on a podcast
0: actually. She, we did a, She did several recordings. Davina's lips are so green from the spirulina on the popcorn from Purium that I put on
1: the, on the popcorn. Do you use spirulina? What do you think about that? I don't use it. I would love to, though. Yeah. I'd love to freeze-dry it. I'd love to make your popcorn, put spirulina on it, and your whole—I know you put several things on it, and then freeze-dry it and see what happens. That'd be a fun product. Yeah,
0: you're doing a process of, like, will it freeze-dry? Yes. I, well, I don't, what, like, what have you been most surprised to, to learn that will freeze-dry amazingly and won't freeze-dry amazingly? And I want to talk about freeze-drying. I am going to plant that seed and once again and see what is going on with Davina. Yeah. So this is, like, another halftime show. Maybe we'll oh, have sure. to, like, plant commercials in these. Like, oh, it's a great idea. Like.
1: This, this halftime is brought to you by Beyond Microgreens. Use free ship at beyondmicrogreens.com for free shipping. And what has been – most surprising to me about freeze drying is fruits vegetables meats freeze dry very easily and quickly and things that crystallize like honey does not freeze dry it just blows up like cotton candy and the yolk of an egg will not freeze dry you have to scramble it the freeze dryer cannot penetrate the yolk of an egg um i've freeze-dried guacamole I like to pressure cook meals and just a bunch of different vegetables, some meats that I get from Macaulay Farms here in Boulder, Colorado. It's the only regenerative farm in Boulder, huge fan. And I'll put that in the pressure cooker and then put that in the freeze dryer and basically make my own backpacking meals. It's amazing. Shelf life on something like that, if you vacuum seal it and put one of those air absorber packs in it, shelf life is upwards of 20 years, so pretty unbelievable. Let's see if we have any questions in the comments. What would you guys like to know about freeze drying? I was just saying the most surprising thing that didn't freeze dry is the yolk of an egg. I was so curious about that. All right, so it's perfect segue because
0: what I want to use freeze dryers for is not only the supplements that I have on here, which are elk liver and bison liver.
1: I love it too. I've been using your supplements. Big fan.
0: Yeah, please continue to do so. I'm, pre- I'm pretty amazed at how I feel on them. I'm starting to feel like
1: it's... I've been trying them. You've been giving them to me and then jumping in the creek. Okay, nice. There's a lot of power there. Well, that's amazing you say that because
0: that's where these animals belong. It's like in those valleys of the uh, Rocky Mountains where the creeks are, where the, literally the front range <laughs> where the water comes out. Like I have a feeling Edmund G. Fine Park has had plenty of elk and bison visit. I believe the it. there. So I think it's pretty special that we're consuming like the alchemy of that experience through like it uh, goes deep but through the DNA and the ancestry of the animals that roam this land well, way before we did. So I, I believe in that for sure. But the freeze drying thing is like you said the egg yolk. I, I'm one of the re, one of the guiding paths of this project for tri vitamins is to create the best supplement for pregnant women. That's like, well, and because I have a feeling there's a lot of, capitalism mixed in to the current prenatal paradigm. And I do believe like if anyone that studies the best nutrients for a woman for a long, for uh, historically they would, liver would be included or some sort of derivative that comes from liver. And I think that's where there's issues, but I think egg yolks from my understanding are also one of the most important things for a pregnant woman to consume. If they're completely relying upon whole foods, Especially, like, from healthy eggs, and which makes so much sense, doesn't it? Because they're,
1: like... Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah,
0: so I thought egg yolks... I thought that was one of the things I was thinking about, like, egg yolks into a um, supplement, freeze-dried supplement, and it doesn't work?
1: It, it does, and we'd have to scramble it. But in its whole yolk form, the freeze dryer cannot penetrate Oh, okay. So you're
0: saying that it, and okay, so it, the whole egg itself with the shell on.
1: No, if you crack an egg into a freeze dryer tray and the yolk is intact, it's yeah. not broken, the freeze dryer cannot penetrate the yolk. If you scramble the yolk, you're gonna oh, go like
0: not scramble it with heat, but just yeah with a break fork. it up. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's fascinating. But the yolk is too strong. And it's amazing because the freeze dryer gets down to negative forty degrees. It puts it under like immense, immense pressure. I mean, you could freeze dry anything, and it cannot get through the yolk of an egg. That's why. I, that's almost why I would say, like, pregnant women look at
0: look at the the egg yolk. There's more power <laughs> yeah, there like, than what? we. What? It no. can't even be freeze dried unless you crack it. Someone cracks from the outside. That's a, That's how I understand. It. I love that metaphor. I don't know if this is exactly true, but my understanding is, when an egg is cracked from the outside, that's when life ends. When an egg is cracked from the inside out, that's when life begins. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's always true. I'm imagining like sometimes they're like an like an egg that falls out of the nest and then it cracks and the bird comes and out. Maybe I a little premature. I don't know though. I'm not sure. It's not ready. So now, have you? Um, yeah. Any other ones that you're like mo- like they were most impressed about? I know you mentioned like the what you freeze dried a white claw.
1: Oh yeah, I just messed around. <laughs> thought I was gonna hit the jackpot. White claws are white hot out here and. Uh, what if I What a, is a white collage?
0: In case someone it's thinks a that you're carbonated
1: about a alcoholic uh, beverage.
0: Carbonated alcohol? Is it kombucha or no? Uh, it's, I'm almost it's like confused like of what it is. It's like carbonated water
1: with alcohol in it and a little flavoring. Okay, okay. So when you did it's that, like what a,
0: happened? You put the whole can in the thing. Uh, no, I just poured it oh, out. Oh, you poured it in. Okay, that's right. That's what you said.
1: And then I also tried making it into ice cubes and then putting those ice cubes in there and thinking that I can get some type of delicious tasting white claw powder that people can then just sprinkle in their drinks and then get drunk. <sighs> but what happened when you did all this? It the I, I don't know what happens with alcohol, but the it just disappears. The water all disappears and then it's just left with the syrup. So it was just like little dots of syrup. Okay, it does not fu- work. To fully
0: understand this freeze-drying process, which is a fascinating thing, by the way, because it could be, like, for someone in my position that wanted to scale their company, they could be bottlenecked by uh, actually access to freeze-dryers. Mm-hmm. And I guess that happened since COVID. But just so people understand this, if you pour water
1: in the trays, what happens? It all disappears. Basically, it just sucks out all the water.
0: That's pretty amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's very light and gentle. Uh, to whatever it's working with, opposed to dehydration, which is heat. Um, And heat burns off good things. Anything over 110 degrees burns off enzymes, vitamins, minerals, nutrients. So dehydration, you're retaining maybe 40% of the good stuff while the shelf life is maybe only one to three years. Freeze drying, you're retaining up to 97% of everything while extending the shelf life potentially over 20 years.
0: Wow, and then um, what did, have you ever tried a freeze drying a citrus like mm-hmm. lemons or limes or oranges? What happens?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, it works works well. And it's the- just got to be thin enough, and it cannot penetrate the skin. So as long as the the pulp, as long as like the guts are available to the to the air, it's not like skin side up and the orange like all the like the guts are. Face down it cannot penetrate the skin of like any fruit or vegetable I love that you're talking like skin and guts and you're talking about (laughs) an orange I've been
0: like so listening to I've been listening to so much stuff about like skin and guts of animals (laughs) from like books to podcasts and beyond oh man (laughs) anything that you want to make sure that we talk about because I know we're approaching the 44 minute mark which is the earlier creative constraint to it and I usually I usually encapsulate These podcasts in a 44 minute to an hour and 11 minute digestible form. Um,
1: My biggest thing is making sure people know what microgreens are. I think we covered that. It's the phase in the plant's life where the most concentrated on all the good things. Beyond microgreens is the only shelf staple microgreens product in the US. It's the only shelf staple microgreens product available on Amazon today. So really creating a whole category here.
0: I love that. How's that process been for you? You know, for someone else, it might be like, I love what Daniel's doing with Tri-Vitamins. I love what Steven's doing beyond microgreens. Like, I'm wanting to take advantage of all this technology in my fingertips to create a product, a consumable product that would be great for the collective. You got any words of wisdom around
1: that? Just start. Start in your kitchen. You can start there, and then you can scale into a commercial kitchen. Then you can scale into co-packers, but just start. If there's something that you're passionate about, get into it, I'm just following these plants. After Peru, I came back to Colorado and I basically turned my my apartment into a hydroponic farm. I went from growing two, three house plants that I was watering once a week to thousands of plants that I was watering daily. A lot of automated systems, that's when I found microgreens and was like, how come nobody's doing anything with these microgreens? They're only in high-end restaurants as a garnish, like a beautiful piece of art, like an afterthought. You never even see microgreens on the menu. When it comes out on your plate, it was not as one of the ingredients in the dish. It's like a total afterthought in the US. Whereas in Europe, it's extremely popular. Many microgreens kits, many microgreens farms, tons of innovation, they're way ahead. You can buy microgreens everywhere. Every airport I've been to, you can buy microgreens. Where here, you gotta get it at Whole Foods or at the farmer's market, it's like not available. So from there, I started a microgreens farm in Dillon, Colorado, which is out by Breckenridge by a lot of the ski resorts. That's where a huge concentration of those high-end restaurants are at. I started servicing those restaurants. I was the only, at that time, I was the only hydroponic farm in the Rocky Mountains. Everything was being imported. The mountains are basically like an island. Everything has to be imported. And I was not able to export my microgreens. So I'm like, how do I get these microgreens to more people? great these super rich people in the mountains are are getting them but how do I get them to more people so I started playing around with dehydration mixing them into different products bringing it to the farmers market beautiful thing about the farmers market is you can iterate every week bring a new product new package new pricing new formulation and tea being the most popular drink in the country and the world that really caught on so November 2018 micro tea was born and I moved to Boulder Colorado the Silicon Valley of the natural products industry to get that support and uh, moved into freeze drying, moved uh, rebranded the product to beyond microgreens. The goal is to sneak these vegetables into all types of popular products. As most people are deficient in vegetables and micronutrients, therefore their bodies aren't working right. And that's when disease um, becomes
0: present. Wow. Thank you for explaining all that. I'm going to grab this phone real quick to see if anyone had anything to say Here man yeah it reminds me a lot of myself and i love i didn't know i've never heard of boulder being called the silicon valley of nat would you call it the silicon valley of natural products yeah wow no wonder it's no surprise to me that i'm doing what i'm doing i think i have especially because i've traveled you know leading up to this for 11 years traveling i became Like, well, how can I adapt and alchemize this environment as quickly as possible? Like, I want to know the best swimming hole, I want to know the best restaurant, I want to know the best coffee shop. And like, these just like little cues would lead me down many different rabbit holes and rabbit trails and epic places. And it's just funny, like when I think about Boulder, yeah, I'm, I've really, I think adapted a lot of Boulder's culture into my life, which is like more outdoor fitness, more resilience, I think and definitely here i am now i'm launching a dietary supplement that's based on an animal that i think w- is the icon of this land i mean what is called Co- isn't colorado University's? yeah isn't it a the buffalo- yeah isn't it a buffalo yeah. yeah so i just find that interesting and i learned i've learned why I'm, there's probably many business people that are not into this idea what i'm doing because if it did scale to where there's not many buffalo yeah it's just like it won't work uh, specifically for the buffalo but I see this as a bigger thing where tri-vitamins will become like the outlet where if someone wants to eat uh, a specific like consume the essence of a specific animal for their specific circumstance in their life or their, their specific season in their life like if you're going into winter or, and you I, I would like I'd probably want to consume more buffalo or more caribou or more moose or more elk. And if maybe if I'm looking for a speedy situation where I'm like, I need to be very agile. Maybe I want to look at the pronghorn. Um, maybe if I need a bigger perspective, maybe I want to look at the goose. When would you eat pig? Man, pig. <laughs> to me, pig is like such a king's food. Like when I've eaten pork, the pork, I, I've hunted two animals in my life that I've killed other than fish to eat. And that was a, the first shot I've ever taken was a pig in the head. And that belly of that pig was probably this either the arguably the most like sinful tasting thing like it was just so rich i'm just like is this even meant to be consumed i almost felt guilty about eating it that and then uh i did that raw fogwa in denmark from like a sushi specialist and that was epic both of those two things i would say pig is like (laughs) like if you're looking to be fruitful if you're looking to be like in the in fruitful like in the dirt uh maybe like in like a An artist. I would think like an artist. (laughs) Like, you know, are you working with the elements? Are you using your senses? And are you looking to be like fruitful and replicate and duplicate and multiply? And pigs are great at that. Allegedly there's like nine pigs to every human in Kauai, for instance. There's people that walk around in the Hawaiian Islands with pit bulls. the kind of like dog that Araia is because apparently, so a pit bull, when they bite onto something, they won't let go. That's like kind of their reputation. So they walk around with pit bulls and a knife and they'll go to, like, estates, ranches, and just ask, how much, do you want me to start removing pigs? How much do you pay per pig? Whoa. And the pit bull, I guess, catches it, and they knife it. Whoa. And then they have all that most epic meat. The Hawaii pig is epic because it's eating mostly fruit. I would say, like, a pig is a very adaptable, very adaptable. So if you're looking for adaptability, um, I would look maybe, like, yeah, let's see if you can find some wild boar. And I do think wild boar would be arguably better than eating a pig. Not not The genetics are probably not so different. It's more like the current the, the current iteration and manifestation of that spirit in the pig. Do you want to eat an f- animal that was like farmed, that was like in a small cage its whole life, or abused? Who, who knows? There's different farms. Like the farm I go to, the pigs look like they're on vacation. I think they're on a vacation. But those pigs that roam the mountains of Hawaii, those guys are warriors. Like I would not want to mess around. You don't want to get caught. Like the, the people that I've actually hunted pig in Hawaii with dogs and allegedly the most dangerous situation is if you accidentally corner a pig. Um, so if it, someone's feeling cornered, maybe you want to eat some wild boar.
1: A lot of people break
0: through, breakthrough. <laughs> a lot of
1: people will think that I'm a vegetarian and I do eat meat, but I only eat meat that I know was raised in a good way and is very clean. So I get Macaulay farms meat here in Boulder and the best fat that I've ever had came from their pigs, their pork. And to me, it was like my brain is like, that's where I feel it the most. My brain's like, give me that fat. I don't know what percentage of our brain is fat. I, it must be some very high percentage. And it's just it feels like fuel for my brain. Yeah, yeah, pigs are interesting there. What do you think about a co-branded product? What about a Beyond Microgreens, Tribe Vitamins, uh, what, what could we collaborate on? You know how it's very popular in the fashion industry, like Supreme plus Nike and Louis Vuitton and all of that, that? I don't see a lot of co branding in the natural product. That would be a breaking norm.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm very open to that. I would say, like, right off the bat, what comes to my mind is um, some sort of encapsulation with. I mean, can you imagine, since we're talking about brain, like, for some reason, you just mentioned the brain. I would say a brain of an animal with uh, your microgreens mixed in and, and like in a, a, um, a freeze-dried blended form. So you're just like they're the smallest. So it's a mix of like brain and broccoli.
1: Oh, brain and broccoli. What's and it the, could
0: be pig – if you want to make the most scalable, pig brain and broccoli.
1: And what's the benefit of consuming brain? I've I, never I had haven't it.
0: gotten into it, but I bet – so there's a whole – Thought like the whole. I, I believe a lot. My understanding of a lot of the indigenous beliefs around this are probably rooted in like like cures like you have a liver issue eat liver. You have a heart issue eat a heart. You have a brain issue eat brain. There, I, I I think it's mostly like the living in the United States. I think you mentioned it too with how it's so weird. Microgreens are so weird here. Organs are pretty weird here, but in other cultures it's very normal. And brains are normal too. I think why brains are an issue is because probably the lack of interest in the cost of processing to like actually open a skull is different than the rest of the animal, probably uh, take another specialist. And then there's also the risk of these prions um, in the spinal cord. So some animals might have a situation like if you consume brain, you might be uh, partly consuming a part of the spinal column, which comes with new risk. According, different, which is different than other organ meats.
1: Well, you just nailed it. I gave it to Google. <laughs> nice. Google says brain meat contains omega-3 fatty acids and nutrients. The o- the oxidants obtained by eating brain meat are also helpful in protecting the human brain and spinal cord from damage.
0: And does it say any risk about it? Um, there's a prion thing, but we would just have to learn about all that. And I'm open to that. I think brain... What about broccoli? Does bro- what does broccoli do for the brain? And when I think about broccoli, actually look at it. It seems like to be a very brainy <laughs> structure. It's like root, 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 stem, 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 and then boom, like all these little...
1: Well, it's it's very concentrated in vitamin K, and vitamin K helps strengthen cognitive abil- uh, abilities. Oh, that's
0: interesting now that you're bringing in vitamin K. I don't know, if someone else that's listening to this might know, but when you're giving when working with a midwife or the hospital there is like a very strong push for if i i think this is the right vitamin but a strong push to take a large dosage of vitamin k um and you could do it different ways you could do it, i think injection which we did not do but we did do it for the oral that was like the one thing out of all the things like no vaccines not we didn't do sh- barely anything with the medical system except I think it was a vitamin K supplement right away. And allegedly like with the, there's like one in so many hundred babies that have a, not a good thing. If they don't have this, if they don't have the right levels of vitamin K. That's how I, that's how I remember it. But now that might be a worth a Google search. So I not know that, but that's interesting. That, um,
1: broccoli is very high in vitamin K.
0: So that's, that kind of falls in line with my potential, I like uh, it. my, my potential, like guiding light to creating the next products for tribe vitamins, which is what's the best thing for a woman pregnant, a pregnant woman to eat whole food, whole food version. And so,
1: you're okay having plants in your, Oh products. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been thinking about different plants.
1: What other ones do you like?
0: Uh, seaweed. It's like, yeah, like kelps. Um, I remember when I used to surf in San Diego I would usually bathe myself in the kelp there after surfing. I would like rub it in my face. Or even when I was surfing, I'd rub it in my armpits and just rub it in my hair. People, Some people are like, what the freak are you doing? And I was like, hey, for, for, and no one's, ever, and I don't know if I've ever talked to anyone that ever did it, so they don't even understand it. But there's something really you nice. You just felt it. There's an oil on there that I think is uh, potent for the human. Something very synergistic in seaweed and kelps for human beings.
1: And... I believe a lot of our oxygen comes from seaweed kelp. Is that right? Yeah.
0: I've heard kind of like, it's like the lungs of the earth basically. Yeah.
1: That'd be good to support that. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. So conversation continued. Let's, let's keep talking about it.
1: Um, let's get someone freeze dry it and then test it and see what's in it.
0: And before Davina tells us this is over, is there anything else that you would like to include? Thanks for having me on. I know she's having a little popcorn. We could do a little popcorn questioning before we go, but were you about to say something else? We
1: could do a Will It Freeze Dry with the popcorn. Let's (laughs) try some, freeze dry it, bring it back, and you can be on my show.
0: Seed planted. And then, uh, so you want to do some popcorn questions as well? I think that'd be fun. All right, so just real quick snap, like, judgment okay answers and whatever you want to ask I'll, oh i'm asking you to we'll go back and forth oh nice yeah, okay yeah. so just like the not, we don't want to get into the nitty-gritty we just
1: want to get to the one two sentences yeah yeah the real okay. quick
0: answer all right might leave it might leave it people wanting to know more i like it okay um what is your favorite th- speaking of popcorn what would be your favorite thing to consume while watching a movie pizza pizza
1: yeah i love pizza i could just crush so much pizza all right See what's going on. If it was, if it was you know, there's, there's levels of pizza, right? There's pizza that leaves you feeling really sick and kind of disgusting afterwards, and then there's, there's pizza that's, uh, that leaves you in a pretty good way. Yeah, if anyone's listening from Boulder, I think one of my previous guests,
0: we talked about Basta having the best pizza. If anyone else knows it better, let me know. I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for my next movie.
1: What is one thing that you believe to be true that you think other people that most people don't believe.
0: Mm. Well, as I finish this last little sip of this beer, I think beer is good for me. Yeah, I would say two, two, like if you're going to do it, if someone is interested in making beer a health habit, look for like the most micro craft seasonal beer with the, like the purest intentions from a brewer that, you know, and then drink one or two a day, like before dinner.
1: What's the benefit?
0: I, I mean, I think it just like increases my appetite, increases my mood, Um, like in a way that doesn't seem so depleting afterwards, like as long, but I, I will put the fattest ass disclaimer I can ever on this because I'm around people where I've drank two beers and then they want to drink 20 and that is not what I'm prescribing. No, that is awful. That is awful. (laughs) But yeah, I was just a quick answer to keep it quick. I would say like, I think beer is good for me and in the right way. And I don't know if many people think that. All right. What's one thing that you think that might not be good for you that other people think that are good for
1: them, like the collective thinks might be good for them? What's one thing that I think is good for me? Yeah, that the collective thinks... Oh No, I switched it. What's one thing that's not good for me? Yeah, not good for you. Yeah, you did switch it. Not good for you that the collective thinks
0: would be good for you that most people think would be good for you.
1: And it's not good for me? Yeah. Um, it's probably antibiotic soap, antibacterial soap. Mm. I don't think it's good for me. And I think most people think it's really good for them. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. I like that one. What's your favorite plant and why? My favorite plant and
0: why? I being. I'm going to, at this point in my life, say ganja because it's probably the one that seems to have awaken the most in me
1: and do you combine that with any other plants any other herbs yeah yeah tobacco mushrooms you know uh, like
0: it depends on the day but i just something about like if i had to be judgmental about the plant that i've been the most intrigued by over the years in like a respectful way definitely a respectful way um it's like this is a weed plant (laughs) this weed i'm like what is this this weed man this is crazy (laughs) It's great. It's great. Agree? And and I loved it culturally, like how it's just coming out, how potentially helpful and the right dosage. Once again, we're dealing with a very taboo substance because some people, I think, get completely swallowed by it. But... The, that snake energy, or whatever it is, of the cannabis spirit, whatever that fairy snake, whatever she is or he, whatever it is,
1: more feminine for me. Yeah,
0: I think so too. I would say more feminine. I was being more politically correct there. I would say it's
1: definitely feminine. <laughs> Can I ask a follow-up question? There? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What What would you think of a microgreens version of the cannabis plant? Uh, that what would. Be, what would be there? Oh, I would say I would love to eat that. Yeah. Like what vitamin, I don't know any vitamins, oh, yeah. minerals, because we're after the cannabinoids, the THC, the CBD. Yeah, I want to juice it. Like I would like yeah. to
0: eat that and juice that. I want to get more involved in eating hemp. Yeah. Um, and well, I'm not sure if hemp seeds are the only way to do it.
1: That could be a fun way to collaborate. We'll figure that out. Way, the ways
0: to eat hemp and, and for kids. Ways to, for kids to eat hemp.
1: Microgreens that's version something.
0: of it. But yeah, because I think there's some real, there's a lot of power in that light. I mean, that's the same thing with everything. Like Just like a weapon. Any weapon. Or a tool. It just depends on who's holding it. And man, that weed weed is definitely both. (laughs) I mean, I guess there's people in jail right now because Mm -hmm. of that plant. I've been in in a place
1: where I've abused it, where I've been using it to escape, where I would do like bong rips first thing when I wake up and then just be gone. And now I have to have rules around it for myself. Otherwise I, I, I good, can get a little
0: slippery with it. I think it's a good call of rules. That's a good way to put it. Like creative constraints around both yeah. of those things I talked about, beer or ganja or any, any plant that has the possibility of like consuming someone's attention, the majority of their attention. Plants are amazing.
1: They're amazing. Yeah. I think they're our best teachers and allies. All right. Well, thanks for planting so many seeds. Do we
0: get did we have any more popcorn questions? I I hear like end at the Vina in the oh, background. Oh no, that was great. I think and that's of, a fun way to end the podcast. All right. Yeah. To be continued. We're up here. Uh, he just moved in the same day Justin did. I'm not sure which roommate's which roommate and or podcast is coming out first. <laughs> coming out of whatever we're coming out of our our new our new shell that we're breaking out of. Continue breaking normal. I do honor the plant for that. Like I do see when I when I was originally thinking of um logos for breaking normal i thought like i don't know if there's anything more representative than like a weed growing out of concrete it's like plants are just so resilient and anyone can do anything really like if they believe it i I have no doubt that's that's what i'm least doubtful of of what you who are you who were you listening to this what you're capable of i have very little doubt i guess it's just what i just have to know your belief so uh, keep dreaming big while you're awake and while you're asleep. Thank you, Stephen, for doing that. I see you doing that. I see you looking at this as like that kind of that picture you painted at the beginning of like, well, how, how bright of a star can I be? I imagine, I imagine like we're here to shine bright and not necessarily to fit in as much as we are to shine bright. Yeah. All right. Keep shining bright. Shine bright. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Stephen.
1: Thank you.